favorite. How about that? Amen. <clears throat> As I said last week, I get really excited about this time of year uh, because I have an opportunity to share with you some relevant truths from the Christmas story. Uh, the Christmas story, meaning Jesus' birth and all the events that surround it. I get really excited because it's funny because every year uh, there are so many truths, uh, so many different sermons that can develop out of uh, the Christmas story. And so we uh, had developed these series because we really want to inspire hope, excitement, and joy this holiday season. Contrary to what I said earlier about when you go inside Walmart and you see people all frustrated and mad because they're charging up their credit cards and people, you know, people are all in the way. I mean, no, we don't want to kind of get into that. We want to be the people of God. We want to walk around with a big smile on our face. And sometimes you got to do that by faith because you don't always feel like smiling. Isn't that right? But there's a thing called faith. And I believe that sometimes you got to make your flesh obey and then your everything else will kind of follow behind. And so last week we had a fascinating message where we talked about uh, being delayed but not denied. How at times we had talked about the story of Zacharias and how that uh, he and Elizabeth had been believing God for many, many years for a baby. And uh, it wasn't until they got in their old age that God decided to bless them. And boy, what a blessing it was. And so we talked about being surprised by answered prayer last week. And today we're going to be talking about being surprised by favor. Let us pray. Father, I thank you so much. Your word is true. All of you and none of me. I am just a servant this morning. Take these lips of clay. Do what you will. Speak to the hearts of your people. They did not come to hear me. They came to hear a word from you. So, Lord, I pray this morning that revelation would come. And that, Lord God, that those who are listening will receive something that will impact their lives and change them, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your power. And we thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, take them and turn with me to Luke chapter number one. The Gospel of Luke chapter number one. And if you don't like reading the little letters, you can also look at it on the screen as well. Luke chapter number one, and we'll begin reading in verse number 26 uh, on through verse number 38. <clears throat> Luke chapter number one, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin bestrode to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor. Look at your neighbor and say favor. You have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God 
I'm sorry, the Lord God. I've been having problems this week, uh, last week, with this thing. We ain't, all right, hopefully I won't have any more problems with that. Can you hear me okay now? Great. Okay, started verse 29 for continuity's sake, because I got lost. But when, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how, how can this be, since I do not know a man? You can use your imagination there. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for, with, for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. As I talk about this subject, favor, I can't uh, help but get a little bit excited. Because all of us, you hear Christians all the time talking and saying, you know, I want the favor of God. And, uh, you know, I want God to, to bless my relationships. I want God to bless my family. And I just want to be blessed in every single dimension of my life. And so we all as Christians, we understand what favor is. Favor really when you really think about it at its core, it is God just deciding to do something absolutely wonderful in your life just because he's God. I often say that one of the things I want to ask the Lord, and I don't know because we all have our own kind of a imagination about things when we see Jesus, how we would respond. Probably none of us will respond how we think we're going to respond when we see him. Well, one of the things I want to say is, God, why me? Why did you choose a wretch like me? Because... All of us have some issues. Am I the only one talking? Yeah, no one ever had any issues here and there, right? All of us have some issues. And it's amazing that, you know, that God has decided to lavish his love and his grace on each and every one of us. He just decided to do that. The scripture talks about that from the foundations of the earth, before the world even got here, God had already preordained that you were his son and his daughter. God had his eyes on you before you were shaped, before you ever arrived on scene. God said, that's mine. Hallelujah. So there's no room for people in the body of Christ that have low self-esteem because you've been chosen. Hallelujah. I said you've been chosen by God. See, favor comes with many benefits. I mean, it can make the, makes the ordinary shine. He, it makes lonely singles attractive. Employer, employees receive recognition and employers can gain influence. Favor is something that we all crave for. I can recall as a, as a policeman, I, I've had several instances like this in my life. And, 
And I remember this one guy came up to me, and I just had one of those times, you know, when, when God's favor just kind of hit you. Because when favor happens, that means it's, it's like everything just start to kind of flow your way. You know what I'm talking about? Doors just start to opening. Seemed like everything you do, everything you touch, you just bless. And I just kept locking up all these people. And, these, and, I didn't, and all these guys, and usually it's hard to do an interrogation. Hard to talk to people sometimes because people lie to you. Is that a shocker? And so you have to sit there and, and, and boy, and I had everybody that I talked to was just confessing. And I had a string. I had about a, within a couple of months period, a, a time frame, it seemed like everybody I locked, you just sit there and they just, they just start crying. And the guy came to me. He said, you know, he said, I don't know what, he said, I work hard. I try hard. And, 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 but but I, I'm not getting anything. But it seemed like every time I turn around, you, you not only get your guy. But your guy just started giving it up. And I just kind of looked at him and kind of said, the faith of God. I mean, what can I say? I got no real explanation for it. If you ever watch sports, I remember Michael Jordan some years ago. He was um, playing against, I believe, the Utah Jazz. And he had begun to hit a series of three-pointers, like six or seven in a row. I'll never forget this. I remember watching it on TV. And it got to a point that Michael Jordan was just spotting up anywhere on the court. And he was just shooting the ball. And no, it, didn't, it didn't matter how far he was away, the ball would just hit the bottom net. And suddenly, and finally, when Michael Jordan hit like that sixth or seventh one, he turned back around and went this way. He just kind of looked like this, like, I don't know. There was that, that favor look where God just decides to just bless you. How many of you have ever been there before? But see, as, the, as kingdom people, I want you to hear this. As kingdom people, it is important that we understand that favor is always attached to purpose. I want you to hear that. When God favors you, it is always attached to purpose. I give you an example of this. You remember the story of David and Saul? I always talk about David. I love David. He's a mighty warrior of God. I like all the warriors in the Bible. But Saul had an anointing of God. He was chosen by God, and he was favored by God. But when he walked away from the assignment of God, his heart had disconnected from God. His spirit wasn't right. Guess what happened? Favor left him. Even though David committed adultery, even though David murdered and deceived, he still maintained the favor of God because his heart was right and he stuck with the assignment. So if God has anointed you and appointed you for a particular work, he gives you the grace and the favor to be able to accomplish what it is he's called you to do. So if you walk away from the assignment, guess what happened? The favor will leave you and go jump on somebody else. You know, people always say, well, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to do this. And I'm okay. then God is just, you know, God is not in a box. (laughs) God can pick people and he can put people in place. He raised one up and he puts one down. Because it's about the favor of God. And God knows how to bring about what he purposes in the earth. But another thing I've discovered about favor, favor not only attracts God's blessings, but Satan's envy. How many of you have ever been blessed to the point where people just got jealous of you? Some of us have been in churches sometime and some of our own brothers and sisters in Christ get jealous of one another. I've never quite understood that. I've never under I can remember being a young believer and I was an upcoming believer because I was on fire for God. I mean, you know, this church doors open. Brother, I was there. 
an hour early. I got on the front seat. I was just on fire for God. And uh, I just had a passion for God. I didn't know what God was calling me to do. And I remember this one guy who was being, uh, and, and I guess there was a seed that was dropped that the pastor at some point would be selecting deacons. So I'd be coming into church, and I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, if you choose me to be a deacon, great. If not, I'm just happy to be in the kingdom. I'm just glad that I can come here, Lord, and I can serve. And I remember sitting there, and every Sunday, he would sit in the chair, and he would eye me. And, he would, and I would feel these eyes watching me, because I guess he was the other candidate. And I'd just be sitting like, why is this guy kind of looking at me every Sunday? But, you know, if God favors a person, some people are just gifted. You don't need to try to explain to people that if I'm gifted, listen, I don't understand why God decided to bless me this way. I'm just blessed in favor of God. I didn't ask for it. I just I can't help the fact that I'm just, you know, like that. I, I had nothing to do with it because sometimes the favor of God is going to invoke some jealousy. In fact, the same thing happened with Saul. You remember, you remember Saul? He was anointed and called by God and David went out there. He's. He killed the giant, right? And all the ladies came back with the tamarines. They got in the street, and they all started partying, and they started dancing. You know, Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his 10,000. And boy, Saul heard that and said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And the scripture says that from that moment, Saul eyed David. And Saul saw something on David's life. He saw the anointing and he saw the favor of God on his life. And Saul spent the rest of his life trying to kill David. Why? Because of favor. Because of the anointing. And David was just a little shepherd boy just serving God. David did not ask to God, you know, David was just there serving. And, and, and God just decided to bless him. Here he is. Saul gets angry. And he tries to kill him because of the favor of God on his life. And so as we look at the text here, this is a wonderful text. I get really excited because Christmas is about, it's just it's a book of miracles. When we start looking at the events surrounding Jesus Christ's birth. But the definition of favor, it says in verse number 30 there in the text, in Luke chapter 1, it says, Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor. That word favor in the Greek is charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. It means a kindness granted, something done without expectation of return. Webster says this, and Webster always, Webster is a believer, and I think Sean has sent me some information that kind of confirmed that. Thank you very much. But Webster says in regard to favor, it is to show partiality toward. Do you know that God, now watch this. Now, some folk can't handle this, but I want you to, I'm going to prove it from the word. But, you know, there are some Christians that that, that people that God just, he's partial. See, watch this. I want to make another radical statement. Favor ain't fair. God is just. He's just. But favor is not fair because favor has everything to do with God deciding who it is that he want to use, who it is that he want to bless. It's God's decision, and usually you and I have very, very little to do with it. Favor of God. You remember, I won't have it turned there, it, it just kind of write it down, but in Matthew chapter number 20, to prove the point, Jesus gave a parable of a man who had went out and he hired some folks to work with them, work for him, and, and he said, look, I'm going to pay you $1 a day. 
or a denarius a day. Each one of them. So all of them, they go out there, start at the beginning of the day, they all start working. Everybody start working. But then the servant come out about a few hours later. He see a couple other people. He says, look, why don't you come over here? And what are you doing? You standing idle? Do you have any work? No, I don't have any work. I'll tell you what. Come over here and, uh, and I'll pay you a dollar. So he pays him. And then like an hour before the whole thing was done, an hour before the whole job was done, the servant sees somebody else standing idle. And he goes to that person. Look, so why are you standing here? Do you want to work? Yeah, yeah. OK, so he comes. Now, you would think that if it was fair, you know how we are, you know how kids say sometimes, it's not fair. And I always tell my kids, favor ain't fair sometimes. But Jesus starts with the last in this parable and give the one who came and only worked one hour the same amount of money that he gave the folks that had been there the whole day. And the scripture said that they were grumbling and they were upset. And, and, and the servant had to say, the servant said, well, isn't it not mine and I can do with it what I choose to do with it? I mean, no, that's, that's called partiality. And, and not, not only did he give them the same amount, they only worked one hour, but he started with the ones, he started with the ones who came last. Because <laughs> he says, the last will be what? First. The last will be first. You see, that's, the, that's called the, the favor of God. You remember the story of the prodigal son? Young son went out and he went and squandered everything that he had. Wasted money and then he comes back home and his daddy and everybody else throws a party for this young man as if he'd never sinned a day in his life. And what did the older son do? The older son sit back, he says, you mean to tell me I've been here working the whole time. I've been faithful to you, daddy. And here this rebel comes back and you're going to throw him a party. You ain't throwing a party for me. The father says, son, don't you know that everything I got already belonged to you? Because the reality of it is, is he didn't realize he's already favored himself. He just didn't see it. He gets upset, and the father blesses the younger son. Why? He just favored him. He just decided to extend a favor to him. Mary wasn't campaigning to be the mother of the son of God. Is there anywhere in scripture where it says that? Nah. You know, Mary, Mary was just like any other woman that's engaged. You know how it is when you're engaged to be married. You know, everything is wonderful. You're in love. You stay on the phone for hours. It seemed like when you're with your mate, the person that you love, you, you know, you may have been talking five hours. It only seemed like five minutes because you're in love. How many of you remember being that way about your spouse? Oh, Lord Jesus, we got some work to do. But Mary, Mary is just a woman who is engaged to be married to her, her fiancé, Joseph. She's not out there trying to campaign. She hadn't. There was no inside that Mary was going to be chosen by God to, to do anything. I mean, Mary was just simply just, I want to get married. I got my, I got my guy. I'm in love. I can't wait. And all of a sudden, an angel appears. And what does the angel say? Mary. 
Now watch this. He didn't just say, and Mary, you're favored. He said, Mary, you're highly favored of God. Now, could you imagine what she was thinking when she heard that? God just decided that, you know what, I'm just going to pick Mary. I'm just going to choose Mary. I like the really in, in what it says there in that particular verse, in verse 30, where it says, Mary, you have found favor. Really, in the King James Version, it's a poor translation. The New Living Translation says it this way, and I love it. Don't be afraid. Don't be frightened, Mary. The angel told her, for God has decided to bless you. Glory to God. In other words, Mary didn't find favor. Favor found her. You get it. So the angel says, Mary, don't don't be afraid. God just, he decided to bless you. Glory to God. And God and God bless her. The best that we could tell about Mary, because the scripture don't say a whole lot about Mary. We know that she was the, the mother of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we probably know through study of scripture that she had a heart for God, that she loved God. But outside of that, you know, she was just an ordinary person, just living an ordinary life. And God just happened to show up and bless and bless her. You know, by the way, I found this. As a side note, that you can totally blow it with God. How many of you have ever blown it with God? I mean, you know, you like lost your temper every now and then, said something you shouldn't have said, and you thought, I shouldn't have did that. But you know, you could, if your heart is right, that God will still bless you with favor. Because that's why David always prayed, Lord, judge me according to the intentions of my heart. You can totally blow it with God, but if you got a good heart, God will still use you. I.e. David. David, the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Well, how would that? But David did what he did. Because his heart was in the right place. And when your heart is in the right place, God will still bless you. Now, look at verse 28. This is this is wonderful. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice. Highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Now, the interesting thing there, he says, he says, rejoice. That's the first thing the angel said to Mary. Rejoice because you're favored. Now, I have always contended that Christians should be some of the happiest people on the planet. We are those that know the truth and we should be the happiest people on the planet because we already know the end of the story. Everybody else is trying to guess at it. (laughs) But Jesus says, in this world, you will have what? Trouble, but be of good cheer because I've what? I've overcome. So, and because I've overcome, guess what? You have overcome too. So then no matter what you're dealing with, there should be joy in your life. Joy. He says to her, rejoice because God has highly favored you. Now, I want you to hear me. Every one of you have been favored by God. There are degrees of favor. And the reason why I say there are degrees of favor, because the angel said you're highly favored. Highly favored means you're above being favored. 
And when you're highly favored, there's some real good stuff that's coming your way. But all of us are favored of God. Turn to Ephesians chapter number two. Or you can look at it on the screen. Did I give you that, that verse, uh, Sister Diva? Ephesians chapter number two. I read this, but I want, you to, I want you to see something. I want you to see something that God showed me. Or he just kind of uh, refreshed my memory regarding this. But I want to show you something here. Ephesians chapter number two. Because God has favored every one of us. And so if the angel says to Mary, rejoice, then it's the same message to you and me. Rejoice. There should be joy and peace in our lives. And if you're not walking in joy and peace, whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Is it my fault? Oh, it's, it's my spouse's fault. They get on my nerve. <laughs> it's my boss's fault because he just worried me to death. I can't deal with it. It's my coworker. They're, they're the ones that got me all upset. No, uh, 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 stop lying. If you're not walking in the joy of the Lord, it's because it's your problem. Because you have chosen that no joy for me today. Because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my what? Strength. Well, watch this. He says, I love this in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, starting in verse number 1. He says, now, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. That's how you used to walk, because you don't walk that way no more. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as others. Watch this. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Now, see that word grace there? It's that same Greek word charis, which means favor. So guess what? By favor, you have been saved. The scripture says it this way. Jesus said concerning his disciples, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. You didn't, you didn't choose God. God chose you. God decided from the foundation of the earth that I am going to use, I'm going to adopt this person, Gary, Peggy, Larry, Diva. Sean and Jill, Yolanda, I'm going to adopt you into my kingdom. Why, Jesus? Why me? Because I just loved you that much. I just loved you that much. For by favor you have been saved. You ever think of it that way? By favor. It's the same thing. And so Mary, when he talks about Mary, look, in a, look at Luke chapter 1. I'm going to have you turn somewhere else in a second. I want you to put your finger on Romans chapter number 9. And then, but I want you to go real quick, if you will, back to Luke chapter number 1. Because I want you to see when he said to, to, to Mary that what she was going to be giving birth to. And it says in, in Luke chapter number 1, verses, look at this, verse 30. Now, here's the description of what Mary was going to be giving birth to. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. There it is, favor, grace. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and you will bring forth a son and his name shall be called Jesus. Now, 
Here's a description of the blessing. He will be great, number one. He will be called the son of the highest, number two. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, number three. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, number four. And of his kingdom there will be no end, number five. Look at the description of the blessing. And when Mary heard how God had favored, no wonder she was highly favored, blessed among women. How many know wherever this gospel is being preached, who do we talk about? Mary. But when Mary gets the revelation of what God has Uh, what he had uh, bestowed upon her. Look what she says in verse 46. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior. For he who for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant for behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me. She just began to break out in the spontaneous praise because she realized that she was about to give birth to the Savior. She realized that I am just, this is just not a regular blessing. I mean, I am highly favored of God. Are you at Romans chapter 9? Look at this, Romans chapter 9. I guess I got to get there now. Romans chapter 9. Now, keep in mind, we're talking about God's prerogative. Uh, there used to be a song many years ago, and I'll, you know, I don't know if you guys know it, but she's laughing. Was this guy, uh, everybody, most of us are familiar with Whitney Houston, and she had a, a husband who was, I guess, on drugs and all that. But he had a song many, many years ago called My Prerogative. And I used to, I used to like that song, My Prerogative. I was a young kid, you know. I don't care much for it now, but, you know, I dated you, didn't I? <laughs> She's like, oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> Verse number nine, Romans chapter nine, look at this. Starting in verse number 14. We're going to read verses 14 uh, down to, I believe, 23, I believe. Look what it says here. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. How do you know it's God's prerogative? Now, I want you to think about this. This is the sovereignty of God. Some people can't handle this. But God says, listen, here's what God God is saying. I'm going to have mercy on who I want to have mercy on. If you got a problem with it, get over it. I'm going to bless who I want to bless. I'm going to extend favor to whoever I want to extend favor to. And I don't have to answer you or, or, or to qualify what I'm doing. You just need to deal with it. Now, when you can create your own heaven and earth and have your own little people walking around, you can do what you want. But for the time being, I'm God and I decide who I'm going to bless and I don't have to try. Isn't that good? Oh, hallelujah. Well, watch it. I love it. He says, look at verse number 10. So then it is not of him who wheels, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to the Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I have raised you up that I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared to all the earth. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me Pharaoh, God, you raised him up so that you might demonstrate your power throughout the entire earth? I mean, God, Pharaoh never really had a chance. See, there's kind of a mystery about God. You know, there's there's a thing of, you know, God, I mean, no, God's will will always be performed in the earth. But somehow in all of that, God allows us the grace to make a choice. 
But no matter what, however you choose, because God of his of his sovereignty and his vast, his vastness. Somehow the will of man and God meets in the same place and God always gets his way. I mean, no, God is always going to get his way. So God says now, here's what he says. He says, now, I raised Pharaoh up that I might show my power. God said, basically, I raised Pharaoh up so I can show off. I basically raised, well, God, why did you do that? Because I'm God. God is kind of arrogant. Really? That's what some people think. How arrogant is God? He said, I raised Pharaoh up so I might demonstrate my power. Watch this. He says, therefore, he who has mercy on him, uh, therefore, he, verse 18, therefore, he has mercy on whom he wills and he hardens whom he wills. You will say then that these are rhetorical questions. Paul is kind of he's kind of heading off what you're going to be thinking. You will say to you will say to me, then, why does he still find fault or who has resisted his will? Right. I mean, God, well, why are you going to judge this man? Pharaoh? he never had a shot. And you would think Paul would try to explain and just sit down and just try to give a theological response and try to make sure that everybody was pleased with what he was about to say. You know what Paul says? Paul says, look at verse 20. He says, but indeed, oh man, who are you to reply against God? End of story. With a thing formed, say to him who formed it, why have you made me like this? Does not the potter have power over the clay from the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another vessel for dishonor? Glory to God. See what he's saying there? He's saying that I'm God. And the question is, why are you questioning me? Kind of like with Job. You remember Job, he was complaining for all those chapters. And God told Job, stand up like a man. Come on, I want to talk to you. And God wore Job out. And Job kept saying, okay, God, I've heard enough. God, no, 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 I'm not finished with you. Stand up like a man. Talk to me since you know it all, Job. I want you to explain to me, where were you when I hung the stars? When I commanded the ocean to stop here and go no further? Where were you at? Who are you to reply against me? I am the potter. You are the clay. I can do what with you with what I choose to do with you. Because I'm God. And I don't have a problem with that. (laughs) And if I had a problem with it, so what? It doesn't matter. We're talking about the sovereignty, the power of God. God decides who he's going to bless. He decides who he's going to favor. He decides who he wants to put in place. He decides what job he's going to give you. He determines your boundaries. He, de- he gives you resources. He, give- he blesses you according to his own purpose. And so when God favors you, it's purpose. And he does it according to whatever pleases him. And the residual of the byproduct is we get to enjoy some of the good stuff from it. The God decide to allow us to participate in his goodness. Verse 21, does not the potter have power over the clay from the same lump to make one vessel for honor, another for dishonor? What if God wanted to show his wrath and to make, watch this, I want you to listen to this. What if God wanted to show his wrath and to make his power known, endure with much long suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. Those are folks that he favored, which he had prepared beforehand for glory. God said he did all of that 
He tolerated the wicked, tolerated unrighteousness. He went through all of that, but he, his real aim was he wanted to show favor and mercy to us. That's why Paul says in the book of Romans, another chapter, he said, oh, the depth and the wisdom of God. Who can, who can understand him? And his ways are unsearchable. You serve a mighty God. And you ought to get excited about the fact that God chose me. I mean, God chose me. All right. We're, we're winding this thing down. Because some of y'all look like you're getting a little sleepy. I can tell. Is it too warm in here? Usually it's cold, but oh, she loves the heat. Uh, you know, usually it's, it's a struggle. But finally, finally, somebody say finally. And don't y'all say that too loud. You know, when Mary received the word that she was highly favored and she was going to give birth to the king, Mary didn't try to argue in verse 38 of Luke chapter 1. She didn't try to argue with this. She says, uh, she hears it and she says, Lord, let it be according to your word. How many know that we just need to come to a place where we just need to accept God's favor and don't have to try to explain ourselves? Paul said it this way. Paul says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace toward me was not in vain. This is 1 Corinthians 15, 10. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God that was in me. Now, if I'm going to start a church, I probably would have not selected the Apostle Paul. Do you know what Paul was doing before he became the anointed apostle Paul? He was a big cheerleader for the death of Christians and of the believers. In fact, when he had an encounter with God, he was on the road of what, Damascus. He was in route. What was he going to do? Destroy Christians and kill them and consenting into their death. He was standing there in a couple places. He's standing like, yes, kill every one of them. Now, you think I'm going to start a church? I'm going to go say Apostle Paul. No, no, I'm like, that's the last guy that I'm going to use. But God, but God, God said, I'm going to choose that one. In fact, when Ananias was told to pray for Paul, Paul said, (laughs) Ananias said, he was like, he was like, God, do you do you do you know who this man is? Do you know what the apostle Paul, Paul I can't say apostle at that time. Do you know who this Pharisee Paul was doing? And you want me to lay hands on this guy? In fact, Paul had such a hard time. A lot of folks wouldn't even believe he was really of God. They wouldn't. And he had to have Barnabas to try to help him out and bring him and present him before people and try to vouch for him because the brother just had a reputation. But God decided to use him. See, you never know who God will use. See, you know how we we, we pick and choose and say, okay, we size people up. But the Bible says, you remember when when Samuel came over there to anoint the next king? He looked at all the brothers and saw saw one of the brothers, one of David's brothers. And he said, oh, that's the one right there. Look at him tall, handsome, good looking. That's the one that God's going to choose. Spirit said, no, I ain't choosing not not, not one of them. Mm -mm 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 -mm." Samuel said, 
do you got do you got another kids because the spirit ain't speaking to me. These, none of these boys are are are, are the one. And he said, yeah, we got a little 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 teenager back there taking care of sheep. He goes over and look at him, and the Holy Spirit said, anoint him. Favor. Got nothing to do with you. Had nothing to do with you. It just that God just decided to bless. I, listen, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. I know I don't deserve it. You know I don't deserve it. We both know that I deserve the worst, but you know what? I can't complain about it. It is what it is. I'm just going to try to make the best of it. Paul says, I labored hard. I labored to make sure that his grace bestowed to me was not in vain. But look, don't try to tell me I don't deserve it. I already know that. I'm just, listen, I'm standing up here. Paul said, I'm the chief among sinners. You know when Paul said that he wasn't joking? Paul said, Paul said I'm the chief. Among, I know I'm not qualified. Don't look at me like, who are you? I look at me sometimes like, who do you think you are? It's the favor of God. And God decides to lavish his favor on you. He decides to choose you because he just loves you that much. And you never know. And you know what? Here's what, I want you, here's what I want to leave you with. Who knows what God will do with you? Who knows that God will not show up at some moment and just, whether it's at your bedside or whether it's birth a vision or dream in your heart, that God just shows up and says, hey, highly favored one. The Lord has need of you. And God begins to impregnate you with a vision, with a purpose. And you sit back and you say to yourself, God, why me? I mean, in my own neighborhood, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm really going to close. How many closing pastors get? That's my third one. That's my second one. All right. We're going to say this is my third one. But I grew up in a poor neighborhood. We live, it was five of us. My kids don't know how blessed they are. They don't know how blessed they are. We had a little trailer. Right? I was on, we was on welfare. My mother was, uh, we got kicked out of our house. And my father was an alcoholic. And, uh, and so my family for a period of time was dispersed. There were five kids. My dad was living someplace out in the street. And uh, some of us were living with my aunt. Some of us were living with another aunt. And we was kind of spread all over the place. And then, you know, we finally got back together, and we lived in a little trailer. My bedroom was about the size of this stage. And there were three of us sharing it. So kind of get an idea of where I came from. And it was a little small trailer, and we were all cramped. But, you know, we never knew it. We had no idea. We just thought it was just... My mom, she stayed in church. We all go walking to church. We all go just tagging out behind her. Go, where are you going? Going to church. Sometimes kicking and screaming, but I went. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember when I first got in my house, some of you have been to my house. You've seen my house. I mean, my house is not anything to write home about. I mean, it's a, but for me, where I came from, it was like Bailey's McMansion. And, uh, and I remember standing right in the, I remember when I first drove up, we was looking for a house because we had a little condo and family was out growing the condo. And we drive up in the driveway and I see the price. The lady, the real estate agent had the price as 100. At that time, this was in the year 2000. The house was $169,000. And uh, everything else on the block was like two fifty dollars And she looked and we're in the car with her because, you know, real estate agents will oftentimes they'll pack you in the car and you ride with them. 
And so she backs up. And she, she looked at the address because she can't, she's like, I can't, this, this ain't right. And, uh, and it dawned on me when I went inside, I saw there was like one or two people had already visited the house and, and we had already been turned down by a couple other people because somebody outbid us. That's when the market was just screaming. I mean, it was just booming. And, uh, and we ended up uh, getting a contract. I called the real estate agent that night. The lady said, okay. She said, uh, nobody, not a contract. I said, you mean no contract? She said, no, no contract. So we went in a contract with it. Went in a contract for this house. And I, and I went back over to the house. And I just kind of stood there. And I, I kind of looked around. And I was like, God, you mean I, I, can, I, can, I can have this? <laughs> you mean this? Me? Really? And I'm standing like, and I just started crying. I'm sitting there like, I cannot believe. And I realized favor. And I began to think about all those times being scattered all over the place. And by the way, we didn't have running water in my house for about two years. We used to have to go beg our neighbors for running water. And I used to have to go dump. My dad would wake me up early in the morning to go dump the pot to take it out to the woods. And I remember many times going in, and, and, and it's, like, it's, it's like a flashback. I remember standing there, and, 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 and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm thinking about all the stuff I went through as a kid, and I, and I just recall going in the woods, being mad, angry at my dad. Why do I got to empty this? Why are you waking me up at 6 o'clock? And this is somebody, won't you do it? Because you're the one who used it. Why you got me doing this? And I remember, and all of that came back to me. All of that came back. And I just looked, and I said, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. Favor. Now, if you think in your own life, you've been favored too. But here's what happened. Sometimes we forget the favor that God has bestowed upon us because we don't have everything we want. You know, we get, you know, you know Jesus, you know, God always told the children of Israel, remember where you came from. Remember Deuteronomy chapter 28. He said, look, remember, remember, remember. Why? Because y'all keep forgetting. And we still forget where we came from. We still don't realize our blessing because we start fussing. The minute God don't give us what I want, damn Prayer don't work. God obviously is not hearing me. But what about what God has brought you through? Every head is bowed, every eyes closed. Oh God, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just take a moment and just thank God in your spirit for his blessing in your life. Just take a moment and thank God for his favor.